Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The new year is the perfect time to start building credit scores. Because when your credit scores increase, your opportunities do too. Like loan approvals and lower interest rates. Chime makes it easier to keep building your credit with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. You can use Credit Builder everywhere Visa Credit Cards are accepted. Chime helps you build your credit scores safely by using your own money to make everyday purchases and on-time payments. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a $200 qualifying direct deposit. And don't stress, there's no annual fee or credit check required to apply and get started. Start building your credit history and finding new opportunities with the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Live from Estopanol Inn. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bamos Morados Podcast, where we discuss things such as racing Louisville and Louisville City. My name is Benton Newman. You can find me on Twitter at PurpleSDF. And my name is Zach Allen Kelly. You can find me on Twitter at Zach W. Allen. So this is the episode where I guess we get to talk about the conclusions of both the USL and NWSL regular seasons. Both snuck up on us. What'd you say? I said it snuck up on us. It's all over. Oh my God. I blink and it's over. That was supposed to be a long season. Went by <laughs> too fast for me. At least we still do have a little bit more soccer to happen here in town, but we will get to that in a little bit. First things first, I said we dive right in. Let's talk about the matches that happened this past week. The first yeah, set that's... we're going to talk about is uh, we'll talk about both the racing ones, which happened to both. Kind of pair against, of Gotham games. Yeah, both against New Jersey, New York, Gotham. I have to consciously think about that so I don't say New York, New Jersey, Gotham. Suggestion. We just go with Gotham. I think Gotham <laughs> accomplishes what the New Jersey slash New York, New York is trying to do on its own. Yeah, I think this is a little it's cleaner. Too much. It's cleaner I, to just go with Gotham. Just pretend to be New York like all the other teams up there do. I mean, in their defense, they came up with a, like a really cool NYNJ logo that sort of does both. And I think that's why they want to hold on to that. But uh, the Gotham accomplishes what you're trying to do with that and, and just is a lot cleaner. So I'm yeah. just going to go with Gotham. Yep. So we'll talk about Gotham then. So. The first of the two matches is this one was the first one was the reg was no, the rescheduled match. Yes. And the second one was was regular. That was supposed to happen on the weekend where all the games got canceled. Yeah. So this is a makeup from earlier in the season when, uh, when all that news broke about um, the players and whatnot, we don't need to rehash all that, but that means we get a double dose of the same team and double dose of miss Carly Lloyd, who is, on her essentially her farewell tour we were very fortunate to be a stop on that 
we got to host her very last road game, uh, a regular season road game. Pretty exciting. Yep. It was one of those things where in the crowd, like there were a lot of people like cheering for her. And I, I, I get being a fan of it, but like. Well, our, um, our season, our season ticket mate, the, um, the lady who sits in front of us and has been there all season, I mean, is a big racing supporter, but like she was there in her Carly Lloyd Team USA jersey that night. Cause I think there were, you have a lot of people who are racing fans, but like you have favorite players on the national team. Yeah. So I think that's understandable. Uh, yeah, I get it. I think as the league and she was rooting grows, for racing all night. Yeah. I think as the league grows and our team grows, we'll, we'll be able to separate that if, you know, a bit more, maybe not cheer for the opposition, but I, again, I get it, you know, yeah. team legend, a lot of people are excited there and, you know, she puts butts in seats. Well, and the national team's a little different. I think if you are rude, <laughs> if you are in like jerseys for people, from their other club team that's one thing but i think you can have favorite players on the national team that happen to be on other teams in the league it's a it's a problem that would be nice to have with louisville city but the <laughs> level they play with play at that's not really a thing that comes up a whole lot hey well we're getting there we're getting there emily fox is gonna start getting some looks i think they uh uh, who who is it? Somebody was quoted as saying they uh, they have a goal of getting a CC onto the national team. Was that Mario? Did you Mario, hear that? Yeah, that was uh, okay. Mar- which really cool. Like Mario's postseason, like no longer interim coach wrap up was to give a shout out to CC, which I thought was <laughs> nice. Uh, I mean, she finished the season great. It's, we can get into these two games, but yeah, um, yeah. Let's let's dive into it. So the the first encounter, the home encounter, ended up being a one one draw with Gotham scoring early it was a weird sequence and from my angle I couldn't fully tell that it went in it, did you have a little better look at that one at so I was goal? watching the replays before we started it like just unfortunate for Katie Lund because she made such a great save on that first one and then on the rebound she actually I didn't notice this until I watched the replay but went to make a kick save and another racing player was in her way and like she just sort of ran it they ran into each other and that kept her from getting to it and then it bounced on the line and just barely missed getting cleared that it 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 rolled across the line right before it got cleared off the line so just yeah i wasn't i wasn't doubting it i know it, did, it didn't hit the actual like back of the net so i just thought it was a yeah it was a it was a weird sequence and you know it's, it's dunk it was what like eight minutes second in? quicker on the clearance than it would have been cleared off the line instead of across it yeah they i mean they, they fought for that but it was a an early goal concession and not exactly what we wanted i will say the the build-up that led to it for gotham was pretty high quality so I, it, oh yeah it was not a fluky goal it, it, it was a, oh, an, not an amazing all. first save from lund of what would have been like a very good scoring opportunity on the first shot yes yeah, when they first gotham when they first kind of got in position, like sort of outside the box and how our team was like kind of positioned, they were more like off on one side and they had numbers up. I turned my seat mail like, this is really bad. <laughs> well, and Carly Lloyd just like took three players on all by herself and yeah. juked all three. <laughs> like is a, I think that one play was a good example of why you have racing fans in Carly Lloyd <laughs> jerseys then in that game. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just real loyalist to my team, and so I don't want to act actively cheer for the other team. I can be excited to see somebody like that, but not cheer for them. I don't know. That's an unpo- I know that's an unpopular um, opinion, but whatever. 
So they went up early, but I thought Racing Louisville stuck in the match fairly well. Um, I will complain a little bit about the passing, and I know this isn't a new thing, but it just, for whatever reason, stuck out to me, particularly in this match, like how not great at passing the team is. And I'm not even talking about that little passing network that we've, we've talked about a number of times, like just the ability to successfully complete passes. I feel like if, if they can increase their, their success, you know, 10 some odd percent, I think it would make drastic improvements on the field. They just, they just have such trouble stringing them together. And so often or not, you, you just, you just see a, you know, a bad pass sent forward to somebody and just, I don't know. It was, it was particularly frustrating to watch in that match for me, at least. Yeah. Both, both of these matches against Gotham. Um, it's, it's really not, I'm not going to call any players out specifically. Cause I think it is sort of a whole team thing, but that they, they Racing really seems to be missing, um, like a, a the spine of the team, like central, central midfield and defensive, uh, like holding the ball, starting playing the ball out of the back. Like the core of your passing is sort of had not has not been there all season for them. That if I were, if I were making decisions in this off season. Like I think it would be, it's really important for um, for racing to target like a central defensive midfielder holding midfielder position. Like I, I think that is really what's missing off the roster right now. Mm-hmm. When I when I think of that type of role, I think of somebody like uh, well, more traditionally, Paulo De Piccolo played a little more back in that role. But I'm you know, I what Gibson obviously... has been this year. Yes, sort of yes, where Paulo exactly. was in past season or speedy. I think speedy, and, speedy and, probably more has been, was, was that passing metronome in right. past years. And for one, that's a little more off the beaten path, probably for most of our listeners. Is all, I mean, I've, I'm not been shy of that effect. I'm a Toronto FC fan, but Michael Bradley historically has been very much that type of role. Uh-huh. He's not the guy out there scoring goals or making flashy plays, but like, he just knows how to direct the team, direct the ball. Like you just, that's the kind of person that they need. And I, from what I have seen of her when she's healthy, I think for the central defensive center defense part of that, I think a healthy Addison Merrick next season will help with that. I think, I think if she plays all season, the passing numbers look a lot better out of the back line. Um, but um, I think, I think Otto, Taylor Otto in these past last few games where she's gotten some more playing time has looked really good in the midfield. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I still think like in the draft or, or with trades off season that like central defensive midfielder is sort of I, I, what is what I would think would be a target for the team. Yeah. I, I is, completely agree. I mean, it's easy to say because like that's everyone's target. I mean, it's, it's one of the, it's like the most important position on the field, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully they can they can make some moves on that front and and acquire somebody. But um, you know, aside from that, I mean, yeah, they had their woes and struggles, but they, I mean, the team hung in there and 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 it kept Gotham from from extending their lead. And yeah. it was early in the second half did we find our goal. And it was on a great counterattack sort of sequence, end up with Miss CC Kaiser scoring the goal. Scored our first what goal at home and, and the last one for the first season as well. 
what a great yeah way to finish the season from CC. That's um because we we mentioned that uh uh you know coach thinks that she should get a shot on the national team. And I think that's like a great goal. And also I think I I saw recently the the national team in this like series of games they played after the Olympics, I think they're contractually obligated to give the Olympic roster like priority in the, as far as those games go, that's why you haven't seen a lot of changes to the roster and all of these friendlies. But once that post Olympics tour finishes is when they'll be free to do a lot more experimenting with the roster. And so that's what I'm hoping. Um, I mean, Fox has already made it on the roster, but I think Emily Fox and, and hopefully Kaiser, I, I think players like that should be getting a shot and in, in with with the roster next next year and maybe into this year once that Olympic tour finishes. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I, th- I think we're probably on the same page that CC's probably the next closest. I know is Savannah McCaskill ever made it? Did she make it once or twice? I know she was at least at one point kind of almost considered her fringe. Yeah, she, um, I, so I'll have to look it up. I thought she had a cap with, uh, I know with like the under 20, she, she had a, mm-hmm. a lot of appearances, but I'm pretty sure she has been there at least once. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, sure. Somebody else to keep an eye out for, but if I mean, if I had the, if I had the bet, I would say, um, CC would probably be that next person to get a nod from, from the current racing roster. Yeah, she has um, she has made appearances with the actual senior team. Okay, so. I thought so. Thought so, but wasn't super confident on that. So, anyway, back to the uh, to the match at hand. Um, I, again, like Gotham scored in the seventh minute, but Racing held him out to to not have any more goals. <laughs> Much to Carly Lloyd's dismay, she was getting pretty pretty heated towards the end of that match. Yeah. A little frustrated. <laughs> um, I mean, they did fire off 19 shots on us, but only seven of them were on target compared to well, racing levels. It, nine shots, the three. At that point, they had not clinched yet. So they needed points to to clinch the playoffs. True. That's probably um, very much part of the frustration there too. Because yeah. um, it was still, uh, the way it played out, the draw ended up being good enough. But had... Um, had North Carolina won rather than drawn their game, then uh, Gotham could have theoretically needed a win to to, to move on. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we we did a job. I know we don't really have. I'm not going to say much to play for. Much to play for as far as standings and playoff goes, but it's still a positive, uplifting performance to to hold off a, a team like that. Yep, and kind of see some positive movement direction, particularly when well, it comes to players on the roster. Most most of the analysts I follow had pretty much written off Gotham getting at least three points out of these last two games. Um, so I think, like when you look at both of them in total, I, I think it was a big deal getting two draws out of those last yeah. two and and holding them under three points to close the season out. I know that's certainly not how they wanted to enter the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, we didn't, we didn't talk about this at the beginning, but like r- roster wise, 
we kind of saw something similar to the to the previous match as far yeah. as setup and and players selected. I know I had kind of well, I'll just say compl complained that I, I want to see some more I guess ro rotation experimentation on that. So we didn't necessarily get that, but I mean for all we know there could have been some roster decisions that essentially were already made. Some of the players that we haven't seen as much of may kind of already be ruled out of future plans. Who I knows? was happy to see uh taylor auto get the start again in the midfield because yeah. she, she was one of the players that i wanted to see more of these last two games and mm -hmm. uh so i was happy to see that uh katie mcclure got the start again yeah, so I, I think we kept some of the pieces in place that were there for the orlando game uh, yeah and i was um i was surprised to see uh Gemma out there like given with her injuries and whatnot i was kind of Maybe yeah, I'm, maybe both I'm of little, us wrote that off last week, but yeah, I, maybe I'm maybe I'm a little cautious. But it's one of those things. She's a fighter. Want, I think want she, to push it. <laughs> she wanted to play if she was healthy enough. Yeah, see, I mean, super easy for me to say. Oh, let's just put her on the shelf for for the last two games, <laughs> but she's probably itching to get out there. Yeah. So I mean, either way, it's, it was good to see her back in the I mix. Can, though. I I feel the same. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did the same thing. So, um, do you have any other additional thoughts on? racing versus gotham round one no we, we can sort of just two? move on I, round two was very was a very similar game actually yeah um only think, a few days later what was it, it was, the first one was on thursday second one was on sunday so quick yeah. turnaround i feel like this first game like the draw was fair but probably gotham felt like they played a little better on the night i think you would be more frustrated with the draw if you were gotham and i think the the sunday game really it, it sort of felt like racing got away with one there <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i mean it's it's almost like we saw the it was the same match with the only difference being the the home field advantage yeah because I, I feel like there was even way. more of more of a consistent attack I, I mean racing other than the penalty kick did not have much going offensively at all in in that second game yeah, I mean, they had a poultry, five total shots, three on target. The ball possession was 63% in favor of count for that Gotham. total? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't specifically. I uh, think it counts as a shot. So it's probably four I imagine shots it would. other than the penalty kick. That's, yeah, that's my guess. So, so yeah, not, I mean, not a lot happening there. I mean, it says two big chances create it, but like, what, what's a big chance in that context, you know? Uh. Who knows? Yeah, and it just sort of felt like I, I mean, I, Gotham was not like shooting the lights out of the stadium, but it just felt mm -hmm. like they were consistently in control that yeah. whole second game. It was sort of they were on the front foot for for pretty much that whole game. Yeah, but if you, I mean, if you can get away with one take, and I mean, I know that's oh, yeah. not a long-term strategy and not something that's going to always pan out like that in the it's long definitely run. definitely positive in the season. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, it's, it's yeah. a great momentum to go into. And again, well, it's a... I think the draw in the first game was a completely fair result, but I think... Yes, I agree. This one, just with how the goal came, it sort of felt like the, uh, New Jersey, sort of New York, New Jersey, Gotham sort of gave them that one more than they earned it. Yeah. Really? It's, it's sort of a kind of a fluky handball uh yeah yeah i mean i don't i don't i don't disagree with that but again they're you know, just getting to somewhat positive results in the season i think is is that good momentum the team needed that good little little confidence boost going into the offseason and 
And honestly, and think the it, way the defense has been the whole season, uh, holding Gotham to one goal in each of the games, I think is a positive <laughs> to end on. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. So, I mean, way more positives than, than negatives there. And, and I think it, it'll be nice that for whoever the new coach that does eventually end up coming and they have some that I'm, I'm glad that they have some good game tape to review from the end of the season to kind of see what was working. Cause I would consider this working compared to some of the other results and situations we've seen throughout the season. It's almost like we I'm not going to say crack the code, but start to figure something out about this team, at least in its current shape. Yeah. And, and I was, I was happy to see some positives out of some of the younger players to close the season out too. I mean, with, Kaiser finishing so strong. I think McClure and Otto both played very good in the like increased amount of playing time that they got near the end of the season. So I think like one of the projects of the team is to grow some of these young players into like consistent contributors. And so I mm-hmm. think you can take a lot of positives from that too near the end of the season. I think uh, Caitlin played pretty good in goal in mm-hmm. all these games where she got to start. Uh, I don't. I don't remember if it happened in a game. I noticed that um, Betos was listed as out with a hand, right hand injury. Yeah, I'm the, not sure the I'm not sure the origin of it, but I did. Yeah, learn, I, I, I do remember learning right before that match that she was out by way of injury. I just had assumed it was some sort of you know roster experimenting rotation. So I, yeah, I, I never saw exactly where that happened, but yeah. So I it, some expanded playtime for London. I think she played great. So. Yep, I agree. Uh, a lot of positives to take away close the season. Now, definitely feel a lot better than I did a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So um, do you have any more more thoughts on on that round two encounter? No, you wanna um wanna talk about the playoffs a little bit for for NWSL, sort of give a preview since we're gonna be hosting the championship, sort of yeah. break down the, the bracket. I think that makes sense to me. Let's yeah. dive into it. Uh, yeah, so we got, I, um, if anybody read the column I did with with Michael for Flirtily FC, we, we talked about sort of our, what matchups we wanted for that final game and what matches matchups we expected. Um, and the, the bracket has worked out nicely where pretty much all of our <laughs> picks are still alive because the teams wound up on opposite sides. So um it's a 16 playoff so on each side of the bracket one team gets a bye for the first round so on the it's not really east and west so on the left side of the bracket uh the first round matchup is um chicago red stars and gotham and then the winner of that will play portland uh in the second round Mm -hmm. and then on the opposite side uh rain gets the bye and they will play the winner of uh washington spirit and north carolina courage um because houston lost last game of the season north carolina was kind of able to sneak in with a draw uh at portland so um because i had we had talked in the column i think my my expected final for us here in louisville I think it's probably going to be thorns versus rain, which I think will be a very fun final. Yeah. Um, I think it would be fun to get to watch uh, thorns against courage here, but I think that's a little less likely. 
Yeah, I, I agree. And I, yeah, I'd probably have to lean towards a, a Thorns and L.L. Reigns sort of matchup. But yeah. I mean, this is why you play at the playoffs. You don't, you don't Which, know what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, it would be great to get to watch a final in a rivalry match like that. I mean, that mm-hmm. I think that is the, I think their regular season matchup is the attendance record for the season this year really? when they played uh, in Seattle. So if we get a rematch of that game here for the final, that's going to be a great final. Yeah. I being a, being a gritty Louisville fan, I kind of want a more like geographically close team to be in the mix. Cause I think that will bring more, more traveling fans versus these, these two West coast entities. I, I honestly, so I think Chicago brings the most fans of anybody probably, but on the other side of the bracket, I think rain probably bring more fans <laughs> than either North Carolina or Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's fair. I so just, I, I want to see, I, I want to see a stadium filled. I want it to be a fun electric atmosphere yeah. and a good match. I, I think we probably fill the stadium if it's thorns rain. I'm going to go ahead and call that. I think, I think you have a lot of not necessarily in the city of Louisville fans, but a lot of, like regional fans of both of those yep. teams. And so I, I don't think, I, I mean, players. people will travel from Seattle and Portland, but I think I'm sure there will be some, that you'll yeah. get a lot of greater Louisville area fans probably pulled in for a final like that. Yeah. Uh, like Nashville, Indianapolis places that you could drive to from here that yeah. you wouldn't actually consider Louisville proper. So before the playoff bracket was even form it formed, we already, there was already over 5,000, tickets sold so i think that bodes very well and i think especially as the playoffs continue and let alone when the final matchup is set there's gonna be another boom in those ticket sales so if you're listening you haven't got your tickets yet you should probably jump on that before they become hotter commodity yeah if i were the front office i would probably be rooting for chicago rain as the final it's probably your highest attended but I, I think I it's going to be if it's if it's thorns rain. I think it's very close. Yeah. So we will see how that shakes out. First set of matches are on the seventh. The following matchups that the following week on the fourteenth, the final here in Louisville on the twentieth at noon at local noon. time. Yeah, not nine <laughs> noon. <laughs> I mean, all the people at home on the west coast still have to watch it at nine, but we get it at noon here. I don't care about them. <laughs> they can just come here and then it'll be noon. So. All right. Well, before we shift gears and go over to the Louisville city side of things, I do announce that uh, Zach and I, we will be doing a end of season recap episode specifically solely dedicated to, to racing here in the, the coming weeks. We're going to let things kind of shake out on the Louisville city side so we can. Whenever both seasons are officially done. Yeah. We'll focus on that and we'll, we'll bring in some guests for that one. So make sure that if you're not subscribed already, you do that. So that, well, and that episode we drops can hit your feed. this, but to put you on the spot when we're recording, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we should probably do a special for the final since it's here in town. I uh, think that'd be fun. Yeah. So we'd see if um, we should see if we can get anyone that does podcasts for the teams that make the final on. Ooh, to, to collaboration, huh? Yeah. I'm liking where your brain's at. So, oh, breaking news, people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. We'll get that one hashed out as well. 
All right. Well, with that said, let's talk about the, uh, the boys in purple. How about it? All right. Sounds good. This is a good one. Huge matchup. Basically, I, the, the uh, postseason started a week early for us. I think this match was like my, how I felt about the entire playoffs hinged on how this ma- match went. Yeah, I, I I think that's fair. If we if we, I mean, spoiler alert, we won. But had we lost, that I mean, that would have we would have went in with our, our you know our tail between our legs. That would have not been a good feeling. I mean, I'm not I'm not big on the concept of momentum as a thing, but mm-hmm. that aside, I think just with the way the season has gone, I felt like Louisville needed as many home games in the playoffs as possible, and there were like multiple home game opportunities on the line with this, just this one match. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a big encounter and it was tough because, you know, we, we had the win draw. Wasn't going to cut it. We had the one and we had to do it in their house. Yeah. I was nervous about it. I was real nervous. I mean, still confident in the team, but nervous. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just, I just, you know, like that. the way all the other games against Birmingham had gone, like, it was not going to be a clear win either way. Like it was going to come down to like a couple chances to turn the game, which those are always the most nerve wracking games. Yeah. I can't imagine playing in one of those, but to even to just to watch it's nerve wracking. Like one mistake either way changes that whole game. Yeah. And I mean, I, and I think it ended up being exactly that. It was a hard fought contest. I thought that Louisville city was, was probably the slightly better of the two sides. And I think I thought least... Van Oakle had a great game. Their, their goalkeeper. Yeah. Because he, he made a lot of big saves, especially in that first half. I feel like mm-hmm. Louisville had a ton of chances in that first half that required a pretty good save from him. Yeah. I mean, we, we really put it to him because I mean, again, we knew we had the win. So it was, we were full out throwing the kitchen sink at him right away, but we were pretty heavy on the attack and, I mean, to my delight, I didn't think that Birmingham sat back and parked the bus. I thought they tried to swing right back at us. Which, they weren't I mean, parking the bus, but I mean, to them. I feel like Louisville had the run of play for that entire first half. Oh, that, I yeah, that, I, no, I agree. I think we were still the better side. I think but Birmingham I was think, very fortunate to come in to halftime with a, that still 0-0. Yeah, I think a lot of people, myself included, were, were kind of expecting them just to park the bus, play as defensive as possible, and scrape out a, a draw or something, you know? But they didn't do that, so I appreciate that. It made it a more entertaining match. But yeah, we were they really maybe a little I unlucky mean, not to score that first half. After Louisville didn't get on the scoreboard in the first half, the entire like first probably the first half of that second half, Birmingham really came back and and punched back, and I, I felt like it was really Birmingham on the front foot for the the first twenty minutes or so of that second half, and I was mm-hmm. I was concerned that. It was going to be, we've seen this story before, but like Louisville has like a really good run of play, gets a bunch of good chances. None of them go in. And then like the other team comes back and gets one opportunity and and goes up. Uh, So I think good on Louisville for like when Birmingham came out swinging in that second half, they kept them, they bent, but did not break and kept them off the scoreboard until finally the opportunity came I, I think the subs really changed the whole tone of the game i, I was about like, to mention that yeah I, I i don't know if maybe 
I think Birmingham made some good tactical adjustments at halftime and really like adjusted to the way Louisville was playing. And, and I didn't see Louisville really counter that until the subs came on. Yeah, the subs, I mean, were, were real difference makers. They were able to come in with those tired legs. I mean, the first set of subs was at 77, then 81 was when uh, when Hopeno came on. And then he scored the what, what ended up being the game winner only a few minutes into his, his time on the field. Yeah. He's a, he's a smart I player. He's able to take advantage of the, Bone, of the tiredness of the team. Bone and Ombi. Or no, no. Bone came out, McLaughlin, McLaughlin came in, and then... Oscar came out. Oscar and, came out and Hopeno yeah. came in. Yeah. yeah. The, those before, two subs, I think, really changed the tenor. Yeah, and uh, a, little bit, also, a, little, a little bit before that, they took out Paulo for Kyle Gregg, which kind of, to me, was a signal of intent, if you will. Yeah. Well, I mean, that they had, yeah. Draw did them no good, so, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying it was wrong at all. It just it was, yeah. it was pretty, pretty uh, clear move what they were doing there. I think another sort of a, a Gibson got in near the end. So mm-hmm. I think very good sign for the playoffs that Gibson is healthy enough to be getting minutes. Yeah. Thrilled about that. Again, I've, I've, I've said this multiple times, but I think he has been a underrated player and a lot of the good stuff he does does not show up on the stat sheet. We talked about how important like the spine, like the middle of the field is for a team. And he, he really controls the middle of the field for a little when he's in. Yep. Air traffic both, controller. Both passing and defensively. Yeah. So get this one from this match. Birmingham Legion had zero on target shots. I yep. thought when I saw that, I thought that was pretty, pretty wild. They, they got off 12 total shots, but none of them were on target. I mean, how, how awesome of a defensive performance is that from, from Louisville city to be able to stymie their attack that badly? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a good team. I mean, I think we maybe we still kind of maybe undervaluing them a bit, but the Legion are good. Yeah. They, I mean, especially lately. I mean, they have been on a tear this yeah. last month or so. So we went, we went into their house needing a win and got not only got that win, but kept in the zero on target shots. Like so happy at that performance. It was I, I couldn't watch the match live, but I did watch it late that night. It was like one, two in the morning. I'm watching it. And when Hopeno scored that goal, I'm so thankful I did not wake my wife up cheering. <laughs> but uh, and, just uh, Kate, let's see it. it we didn't talk about that goal, but a great quick like counterattack, uh, like a just a perfectly placed long pass from Sharpie to Jogo. Uh, like he dropped it. It looked like like a, a quarterback throwing a pass could not have been any more accurate with that than he was. He dropped it right over Jogo's shoulder, and perfect amount of weight for him to run onto it. Um, and then he made a smart move to um, to drop it back to Ombi, who was trailing him. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I think that this is a good for players of all ages, it's like a good highlight it is I think sometimes people forget about the players behind them when the, you know, they, you get the ball on the wing and you just see the goal and want to send in the cross as quick as possible. And just a very heads up smart play from him that like the attackers weren't in position yet. He dropped it off to Ombi 
um, and got a much better cross in than if he had just fired, rifled it in right as soon as he got it. Um, yeah. And then perfect cross, hoping no ran right onto the end of it, and easy goal for him. It didn't even hit the ground. He just he just buried it, hit it into the top. Of the I think net he did into the top net, which those yeah. are satisfying. Yeah, especially in watching it in 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 real time in the context of it being like the 85th minute. Yeah, it's so exciting. I mean, he he has a nose for those thriller goals. He has that clutch gene. So satisfying. Yeah. Love having him as an option for end of game sub <laughs> for, for into these situations. Oh yeah. He would be starting for most of their teams, but I mean, we have such a, such a variety of talent that we're well, able to I think he use him. Thrives as on that, that setup too. Yeah. I think he likes being the guy to come in at the end of the game. Like I, we need to close the deal. It's time for me to check in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like him in that role. <laughs> it seems yeah. to be working out just fine for us. Exciting match, big match, but the boys in purple, they got it done, which means they have, they get bragging rights first place in the central division. Yep. And that means the first seed in the central division, which means they play the fourth in the Atlantic, which is drum roll Miami FC or the Miami FC. Got a bunch of players returning. Yeah. This home, weekend. home of Speedy Williams, Paco Craig and Richie Ballard. Miami's trying to build a contender by just siphoning up all of our players down there. Loose City South, I've heard it referred to as. <laughs> so they will be coming to town. Speedy has, of course, played at Lynn Family Stadium, but the other two, let alone, I don't think anybody else on their roster has, has not been there either. It'll be, it'll be an interesting match. I mean, finally, fresh opponent. I mean, they're obviously a solid team. I, I just think if you, I mean, kind of finally look at the we numbers. get to play them with all of the yeah. scheduling craziness from these last two seasons with with coronavirus. It, it's crazy that Miami has been in the East for two seasons now, and this is the first time we're playing them. Yeah, that damn coronavirus kind of ruined things off. We were supposed to, you know, obviously have played them before then, but yeah. didn't pan out that way. So now we get a high stakes contest where we'll first meet them. And I, think I, I just. <laughs> With the way the season has gone and with the division thing and playing everybody four times, it's just like those games have gotten like just from the past few weeks, like playing the same team that many times in a season, it just gets so brutal. Uh, like you've learned everything else about each other and those games are mm-hmm. just so, and I think it <laughs> I actually not to say that Miami's a pushover or anything, but it will be a breath of fresh air. I think for the players too to like get to play a team that is not intimately familiar with them yeah i mean it was particularly bad last season doing that but this season still wasn't that much better so i yeah i i agree it will be it'll uh, be nice for well, all involved we talked about how important that win was so just playoff picture like how how much that has the potential to affect in the playoffs so um Louisville City finished with 61 points with that win. The clinch the division, first place. That means that in the East, um, Tampa Bay is the uh, only team ahead of them right now. So Louisville will host any team, 
any any potential matchup other than Tampa will be here at Lynn. Uh, and then looking bigger picture um, in the Western Conference, only El Paso and Phoenix are ahead of them. So um, yeah, that basically only three teams in the playoffs have home field against Louisville. And I think, let's see. Uh, yeah. And then I think two of those are because of that win there. They avoided, there we go. They, they avoided two potential road games by, by winning that huge points. Yeah. Cause I think Birmingham and, um, and Charlotte would have been ahead of them had they lost that Birmingham game. So that was big, very big implications. So we're we're guaranteed to host, yeah, the first, like you said, the first two rounds, and hope hopefully we get if if should we make it that far, there's a an upset with Tampa Bay where we f- play somebody other than them, so we get yet another home match. Although, I I know I know the I know the team. I think they probably after after last season, they're probably jonesing to go to Tampa and return the favor from last year. So I don't. I don't think the uh, <laughs> I like I don't think the, the safe- players are super concerned about that. Well, I, they might not be, but I like the safety of being able to play at Lynn Family Stadium. Yeah, pitch you don't that got we're that familiar with. Yeah. I don't. Uh, very, I, I con- think- very conservative. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, uh, it's nice that we got uh, these first two rounds. As long as Louisville's playing in them, they'll be playing at home. Yeah. So, I'll have to keep an eye out for us. So this Saturday, we take them on. And people listening, make sure you realize that these tickets are not part of your season ticket package if you have season tickets. You got to buy these separately. So, if you've not done that yet, jump on it. Although, you did have to – they did automatically get purchased for you unless you told <laughs> – explicitly opted out of them. Yeah, so make sure you check your seat geek first. And <laughs> so most most of the people if you probably have not opted out this, of them, <laughs> and you have not checked your credit card statement, you you probably already have them. Which means you should use them and go to the match. Yeah, tell your friends and family too. Fun, exciting match, playoff soccer. I'm confident. I'm confident about Louisville City in this one. What about you? I mean, I I have wanted to play Miami for two seasons now. I think they're a. Yep. They're a fun team. It, so not only is it a playoff game, but it's a chance to to get to play Miami for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the storyline with the the few former players there, which I'm not I'm not too concerned about them like knowing the squad. It does you make me know a little what, sad you, that you can know what we're going to do. Doesn't mean you're going to stop us. It makes me a little sad to see hometown hero Richie Bauer, hometown hero Richie Bauer, come back not in purple. Such is the way of sports life. It's how sports goes. Yeah. So, but it'll be good to see those faces again. So. And Paco has had, I mean, Speedy's Speedy's Speedy, but Paco has had a quite good year for Miami. I, I've noticed looking at like end of end of season uh, awards, he is he's up there for for all all defense. Do you expect anything less from him? Nope. I didn't either. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure. I mean, 
he was gone for a year. That's it's a long time to not be playing competitive games, but yeah. I think it's some of his of his skill set. He's probably staying on top of it fitness wise and yeah. probably able to adjust back into it. So I was never too worried for him. All right, my man, you have any final thoughts, anything that we missed, anything else we need oh, to go over? Uh, another fun thing to celebrate. No two teams made the playoffs this year in the whole league. Hot damn. We're done with them. Get them out of here. We've, Ship we've them out. passed him. We don't need them anymore. We are, it, we are, we, the level of play in this league is higher than two teams now, officially. It really is. I mean, they're, they're filler teams. Yeah. There's good pieces on them, but they're, they're, they're fillers. It's, they go, they it's go play no in their fun. third division MLS junior league now. I mean, I think that's, I, I'm excited to see them go away. I mean, I know we do have some good memories of sporting Kansas I think, City. I think but. it was very useful to the league at the time to sign the deal oh. that they signed. And, but I think mm-hmm. I'm very happy to see this. Cause I think that does show the growth of the league that like those, the, the, the role those teams filled is no longer necessary. And the league has moved past that. Yeah. It's a, it's a mutualistic splitting. Yeah. That, works for both parties involved. Yeah. So, so we're, we're good with that. And I'm, I'm excited to see how the, uh, of the table, the conference, et cetera, all looks next season, which by the way, uh, Q and on United Queensboro got to make fun for that Q logo. Uh, they're not going to be playing next season. The heck that was my reason. That was my reason to go to New York. Can they be like flushing Meadows FC or something? We got, can we, can we update the branding? Please. (laughs) The hard, Can can we get rid of some owners and update some branding? Yeah, the hard embrace of the of the Q was an interesting choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I saw uh, New York City FCs trying to encroach on their turf. They're looking at building a stadium in Queens now. <laughs> I saw announced this week. The whole New York City soccer scene is just is just weird. Like, let's just let's just take in the Cosmos or something. The Rhinos. I know that's not exactly New York City, but. Yeah, man, I want to, I was very excited about Queensboro getting an actual in New York City proper away game to go to. Oh, you know uh, I was going to be where there. You don't have to take the train way out to New Jersey to watch games. It's not, it's like, it's not close. It's, I went to a Bengals game out there in the Meadowlands. It's not the same. I don't exactly want to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, just look at the stands during Red Bulls games, and you'll see that it's quite the haul to get there. Is why it's empty. <laughs> I think I've I think I've talked about their their stadium on this podcast before, but it's like it, it, that stadium's location is like it is exactly what you think when you think yeah. New Jersey, a grungy, nasty, whatever industrial. the whatever the extra cost that comes from building it inside the city proper would be appears to be worth it <laughs> to have people actually go to your games. Yeah, I just yeah, weird situation up there, but so. But anyway, I didn't hear about Queensboro, so they're not playing next season. Yeah, that, that yeah that came out today. Okay, they're pushing back, and I didn't I didn't care enough to look into the they're explanation not, not as to why. Forever. They just pushed it back a season. Yeah, they just pushed okay. it back. Yeah, they're still a thing. Good, because I was I was looking forward to that road game. 
I was too. And that's why when I saw that, that's the only thing I cared about. Oh man, there goes my away day. Yeah. I'll find another excuse. Michael was giving me crap, but he's like, oh, I gotta he's, go to a- New Jer- he's like, New Jersey, not good enough for you. No, it's Carl's not like Gotham. I'm like, no, it's yeah. That's what I said. I'm like, no. Well, okay. It sucks. If they played downtown in a New Jersey city, that would be a little bit different. If they were in Jersey city or, or whatever, the Meadowlands is just like a, the middle of a toxic wasteland. There's like, there's nothing around there. It's, it's the worst place to be. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Again, yeah, I did it. I did it for the Bengals once I had fun doing it, but like would have much rather had that whatever stadium is going to be in New York city proper. But I mean, there's a reason why Yankee stadium and Madison square garden are like, the place to go for games. It's like, there's something special about being in the city. Yep. There totally is. All right, man. Well, I think that's about all I got. Is there anything else that we're, uh, we're omitting from the conversation? I think that covers, covers the news of the week. Uh, We got, got some playoff game. We got playoff game coming up. We got a championship game coming up. I think it's going to be a fun next couple of weeks for soccer here in the city. Yeah. Always. It's always a good time for soccer here in Louisville. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much again for tuning in. Thank you for state of Louisville for hosting us again. I've been Benton Newman. You can find me on Twitter at purple SDF. I'm still Zach Allen Kelly. Find me on Twitter at Zach W. Y'all take care and we'll chat again soon. Hopefully talking about the Louisville city win. Bye. Bye At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.